You're listening to Nathan Shansky, and this is the Passion with Purpose podcast. Hello to all you creators, dreamers, and doers out there. I'm Nathan Shansky, photographer, business coach, and your host. After starting my photography business and nearly giving up after a rough first couple of years, with God's help, I transformed my business and became the multi-six-figure business owner here with you today. I'm here to drop weekly episodes full of everything I've learned in the process while bringing on some of the biggest experts in the industry. This podcast is for photographers, creatives, and anyone wanting to build a business and life of your fullest God-given potential. Welcome to the show, my friend. All right, welcome back to the show, friend. So I wanted to use today's episode to chat about a specific phrase in the photography industry. Because my signature six-figure group coaching program, The Business Blueprint, officially opens for enrollment today at noon EST when this episode first airs, which is November 8, 2023. So I thought, what a better opportunity than now to break down this phrase that we hear so often, six-figure photographer. Like, what does that even mean? What makes a six-figure photographer? How do we get there, right? So I really want to start by uh, and 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 not even just start, but a lot of this episode is really just going to be me, you know, telling my story of how I got there and how I also see a lot of others that I've seen, whether I coach them or not, how they got there as well. You know, I have my own story. I was front and center for, so I can tell you a lot about that, and I will. And I've also coached a lot of other people as well. Um, and you know, there are some common themes in the ones that make it to that level. And so let's dive in. Like, let's let's talk about like how people get there, right? So I want to talk about my story first. You know, when I quit my full-time corporate job to be a photographer, it was really interesting because six figures actually wasn't even it wasn't even like on my radar to make six figures as a photographer in so many senses. Having that level of business felt like it wasn't even attainable to me in so many ways. And this was back when, like the first time I really was exposed to that type of phrase or even that type of uh, just culture, I was a single guy at the time. So I think my goals were a lot smaller, honestly, and maybe even a bit more immature, if you will. And so my immediate goal at this time, like when I was in that place was just to replace my corporate income, you know, like, Hey, like I make this much money at my corporate job. And I would just love to like, get out of my corporate job. Like if I can make what I make in that job, I'm like, cool, you know? Um, so the fact of the matter is like, my goals were smaller. Um, and yeah, by the way, I was not making in the corporate space, like six figure income. Right. So when I was able to finally do that in photography, kind of like working part-time photography while I was working as a full-time employee in the corporate space. I was, you know, I was finally able to do that. I was finally able to replace the income, but that wasn't a six-figure income that I was replacing at first. I mean, which was still amazing that I was able to do that. But then it was really interesting. I noticed that the first year I went full-time, it was like 
it, it was almost like this high of like, yay, like I made it. Like I made it to replacing my income. And that was my first goal. Like that's what I would always hear people saying, like I make as much as I made in my corporate job. And so I was able to quit. And so that was always like my goal. And I was like, awesome. And so then I made it there and I was like, sweet. Um, and then one year into that, it was, it just got me to this point where I was thinking, uh, nothing's really changing. You know, I, I'm full-time as a photographer. I'm doing it, but nothing is really changing from here and out. And then the second half of that first year of full-time, it actually it did feel like it started to change. And it felt like I was almost stagnating or dying even as a business and not growing. And then uh, later on, it was like, boom, I got engaged. And then I got married. And instead of this perspective that I had, which was just seeing like me and my future, I started seeing my family's future. And I started seeing, oh, like I have a wife and like, Lord willing, we will have future kids as well. And I was just thinking to myself, this is not going to cut it what I am doing here, you know? And if I did have that corporate job, that wouldn't have cut it either. And just because I'm replacing that corporate job's income, it ain't going to cut it, right? Like we can survive, but not really thrive. And so we were living in an apartment. Kayla and I were living in an apartment at the time when we first got engaged. And then even like when we first got married and, you know, something in the back of my mind was I wanted to provide a house, you know? And then another part of this is, you know, my wife and I both had to work. And I mean, I guess we didn't have to, but I mean, we really, to accommodate the lifestyle that we were choosing, we definitely both had to work. Whereas I wanted to change that as well. And I wanted her work to be optional. And I know eventually she wanted to be a mom and, you know, be a stay-at-home mom. And that was just a dream for her. And, you know, like, honestly, I wanted to provide that for her. And then another thing was, you know, we were able to give little out of our little financially, like giving. Um, but I wanted us to be able to give abundantly out of our abundance. And, you know, the other part was I felt like money controlled us and controlled our actions and our mindsets. And I wanted to change that too. I wanted to control it. I didn't want it to control us. So you kind of had, again, these like these things like apartment to we want to get a house we both work. I want just, I want me to work and I want work to be optional for her. Uh, we were able to give a little, I wanted to give a lot. I felt like money controlled us. I wanted us to control it. And so it was like something in me switched. And especially when we first got married, I just became super driven to figure something out. I was like, I need to make it to the next level and I don't know what it takes, but I need to get there. And I didn't really know what that was quite yet. I really didn't. So this is when, this is around the time when I started hearing the phrase for the first time, six-figure photographer. And it's not that I had never heard it before. It's just probably, this was the first time it really sunk in for me, maybe it caught my eye. And honestly, I was like, at first, there is no freaking way. There's just no way I would be a six-figure photographer, I thought. And what's interesting is it wasn't that I didn't think people actually did it. And I was like, oh, this is this is BS. Like people don't actually make six figures as a photographer. No, I believe they did. I just didn't believe I could be one of them. That's what I didn't believe. That was my mindset issue. And there was a lot of planted lies there, you know, for myself and from others as well. And a lot of them, I would say more of them were from others, people outside of me. You know, so many people would say things to me 
while I was in photography of early on in my career of, well, you know, you, you won't want to be doing this long-term, right? Or maybe it's time for you to get a big boy job or what is your plan in five years, Nate? Or you obviously would not want to be doing photography when you're a parent, right? Or you're totally going to burn out. Everybody does. Or, you know, like those, those conversations over like Thanksgiving dinner or like, you know, when you meet up over 4th of July or something like that with people and people are like, so how's it going, Nate? Like still doing photography, still making it work. You know, like almost like these phrases that whether they try to be condescending or not, it probably not. I was probably just, you know, it, I believed that part of it. I believed the lies that were planted and just like the, the suggestion of this isn't enough and this will never be enough for you. And again, I, I, I had this narrative poisoning me for so, so long. And so you had this conflict of like, I'm hearing something new, but I've been fed I've been fed this old poisonous mindset, their limited mindset for so freaking long. So anyway, the six-figure photographer thing kept coming back around. And I just started thinking when I got married because I was like, okay, for better or for worse, I'm a photographer right now. What do I do with this? Do I just like leave it and quote unquote get the big boy job? Or like, do I actually take this into consideration and say, this is what I'm doing Let's assess the situation. Should I leave this or should I stay in this? Um, and so I started just thinking to myself, crazy enough, what if? What if I was eventually the six-figure photographer? So also during this time, uh, it's something that's like I think really important to know is that I had tried multiple things in my adulthood to quote-unquote make work or to give like a really good go at you know something. You know, I had... One of them being, I first and foremost, I went to college. I have a four-year degree, right? And that was a very, it wasn't like, oh, I just like got a quick degree. Like, no, it was, it was a pretty intense, rigorous college education at it from a prestigious school. Um, you know, I had gone to the corporate world. I had gotten jobs. I'd gotten internships. I played that game, you know? I worked in the big city. Uh, you know, I worked in a small town, um, and you know, even before that, as a teen, I had lots of jobs in my day, quite frankly, you know, I had summer jobs. I had, uh, mainly it was, I mean, a lot of times summer jobs, cause I guess it was, I was in school the other, the other part of that. Um, but I had worked a lot of jobs, you know, and obviously these were like much smaller scale jobs, not like corporate space, you know, full-time jobs. Um, but as I looked at the landscape of all the things that I had given a go at and tried and whether it was tried and failed or dabbled in or whatever it was. And, and I didn't even mention here things that were also entrepreneurial that didn't have to do with what I just said, things like videography, things like social media management. I looked at the landscape of all these things that I, you know, had tried and kind of weighing like, what did I like? What did I dislike about this and that and whatever? And I realized, oh, in photography, I get to do this incredible thing called like creating art and just like playing in the playground of my creativity, right? And I get to work with people one-on-one or in group settings and interact with people. I'm not like all by myself. And I get to go out to these beautiful events and celebrate with happy people. And 
I get to go to stunning, stunning locations at sunset and spend evenings with people or, you know, spend like, I don't know, even at a beautiful wedding venue in like a really beautiful place. I get to uh, tell stories in photography. I get to share my work in a photography. I get to have control over my brand and work and not get told to do, get told what to do by a boss. You know, I get to learn. I get to grow from raw experiences with people and businesses. I get to work from home. I could go on and on. And I looked back and I realized, oh, I like this job. Hold up. Wait a minute. I really like this job. In fact, I love this job. Does it have its drawbacks and its frustrations sometimes? Heck yeah. But quite frankly, so does everything. And have I ever done something in my life that has a way to support myself, being attached to it, like financially support myself, that I've loved this much? And the answer was no, not even close. And so I started realizing, okay, nobody else that has maybe spoken these things over me or you know, given the suggestions to me that this isn't enough or whatever condescended or whatever, none of these people, none of them, they don't have to live with my decisions. They don't live with the decisions I make. They can raise their eyebrows all they want. They can question me all they want. I don't care. Literally, I don't. I can't care because they don't have to live with those, the consequences of my decisions. I do. I'm the only one that lives with the consequences of my decisions, right? And and, and realizing not only do I love this, but if I can make this a six-figure-plus business, I can not only enjoy this, but I and my family can thrive in this, right? But up until this point, I will just say, it's very important to note that I was not someone who invested in education or even looked into it. I, I was, for whatever reason, I like stonewalled education in my life. At this point, it was really interesting. I, I don't know why that was. I watched like occasional freebies or took freebies or YouTube or things like that. But when people would say, like when I would hear educators say like, oh, do this or like read this or like sign up for my class doing this for, I don't know why, but for whatever reason, I just didn't. I was like, no, like, I don't need that. I don't want that. I don't know. And I, yeah, I still to this day question, it's like a big question mark. Why was I like that is weird. It felt like I was so blind to it. Um, but in a way, it's it's interesting now looking back, I wonder if God allowed that because he wanted part of my story to include a glimpse into what my life was like before investing in education or any coaches or any sort of guidance to guide me. And it was not pretty. It wasn't a pretty sight. It wasn't a good time in my business. It, it definitely held me back in so many ways. But again, I came to this point where I was like, all right, if I want to attain that six-figure mark in my business, I need a new way that I am somehow at this point in time ignorant to until I get there. So what I was doing was not going to cut it. I had to find a change. So I was like, all right, here we go. We're going to swan dive into the world of being educated and getting support and getting help. So I remember the night that I started doing this. I don't even remember like what the date was, but I remember the night I started doing this. I was I I went to the gym 
and like my local Planet Fitness and I have my little uh, AirPods in or earbuds or whatever it was. I downloaded Audible uh, and I picked up Story Brand by Donald Miller, which was like one of the first business books that I myself chose to read, like not from uh, college, not from, you know, some requirement of something, but like I just chose to read it. And because I'd heard such great things about Donald Miller um, in this book. And I was like, I'm just going to read this book. Like this just seems like a good place to start. I devoured that book in like two days. I mean, I just, I could like that night I was at the gym. I I just couldn't like stop listening. I think I just listened to it like through the end of the night. Um, I dumped notes into my phone notes app. I couldn't believe the business knowledge I started reading and I kept going. I downloaded more books and same thing. Repeat, repeat, repeat for those books. And I downloaded podcasts and I, I binged podcasts. Uh, repeat, repeat, you know, online courses, same thing. I started having conversations. I started um, getting in touch with peers in my industry and even just like not even only in my industry, but also those like in the corporate, I mean, not sorry, in the non-corporate space, the more entrepreneurial space and getting in touch with mentors and coaches. And another thing, I started watching my industry and even just business in general, like I'd never watched before. And this is something that I feel like we don't talk about a lot. It's just like watching and, you know, what was working in the industry and what wasn't working. And I developed this analytical lens where I could really, and I'm mixing my metaphors here, but like I can put my finger on the pulse of the industry and understand like what was going on. You know what I mean? Um, And then throughout all of this, it's very important to note that I I wasn't just consuming or watching and waiting, but I was doing, Um, not just learning, but implementing. And throughout all of this, uh, like I, I couldn't just listen to something and then freaking sit still. You know, I, I, it was like, listen, do, listen, do, you know, try, test, fail, try again, fail, try yet again, oh, succeed, you know? And throughout all this, I wish I could just say, boom, it all happened. <laughs> no, it didn't actually, no. Um, I tried a lot, even outside of photography, that did not succeed. And it, you know, I was even talking earlier about like things like social media management or videography or different things like that. And I tried a lot that didn't succeed. I tried a lot even in photography that didn't succeed. And it took time. It took a lot of time and a lot of wisdom and testing and learning to accumulate um, before anything ever really changed for me. And you know, it's really interesting. The biggest thing that I find shifted for me and I realized this, and I, I had heard people talk about this, and I kind of never resonated with them or never uh, believed them. But the biggest thing that I found actually shifted for me, and it, it became a reality for me, was my mindset. You know, like one of the key parts of what gets people to their first six is their mindset, what they believe about themselves and what they believe about what's possible. Because yes, there's tactics, there's strategy, yes to all of that. But the mindset of all of those things is so crucial. And it was so crucial for me to flipping everything, to flipping my inner script and my inner narrative. Um, It was step one for me. 
Um, and that's, by the way, why mindset is such a key part of the business blueprint, my coaching program. Um, mainly two reasons why, because number one, as you get into your neat, you, as you get into your unique experiences, there are going to be times where I or someone else, you can't just be told what to think by that person, by someone that's coaching you or someone that someone that's teaching you something. You can't always be told what exactly to think in a specific situation. But what saves you is when you learn how to think, right? Because there will be moments where a what to do actually won't get you as far as you need it to go to get you because the the circumstance is too unique or too advanced or whatever it is where you're like, this, I don't know. And the person that told me like what to do, like they're not with me right now. And so I don't know what they would say. Fact of the matter is though, if you know how to think, that will give you the answer they need, that, that you need, right? So acting so much, I talk about this a lot in the business blueprint, acting as if, that phrase as if is so important because if you can get to the place where your mindset acts as if, uh, you, you act, you function, you decide, you create, you give as if you are already a six-figure business owner before you even get there in reality by the numbers, then you will know what to do, right? And then it's really funny because like one day you will just find yourself to actually be one. It's kind of like how I tell people like, hey, if you want to know how to get to like 10K or like 50K or 100K on social media, start showing up as if you already have that following. Because subconsciously, there will be so many things that connect dots in your brain of like, oh, this is what I would do. And if you put out that energy, ultimately, you will eventually, and I'm not talking about like woo-woo stuff. I'm talking about like, you will figure out what you need to do because you will know how to think. You're not just learning the, the templated what to think. You're learning how to think, right? Second reason why mindset is so important is because if you don't believe fundamentally, if you, you, you write in, in your heart, you don't believe you can, you won't. Like plain and simple as, as that, because you are your greatest asset. I tell people this all the time. You got to protect yourself. You got to feed yourself. You got to nurture yourself because you are your greatest asset in your business. If your money mindset within yourself is poisoned, it is very hard to make money. If you see yourself as a failure within yourself, it is hard, hard, hard to succeed. If you believe you are always going to be a five-figure photographer, let me tell you what, it will be very difficult to become a six-figure photographer because that belief system is so deeply rooted that you, you have a hard time breaking through it. So again, it's, it goes back to that as if, acting as if. I can do it, and I know I can't. I, I, I don't even say I will do it, but basically being so determined to the point where it gets to I will do it, that you already know what to do, right? To get there, right? But the good news is, even if you feel like, and, and this is something that I got to tell you because this is what I struggle with. I was like, but wait, what if I don't believe I can get to the six-figure marker? Like, what if my money mindset is poisoned and I know it? Or what if like, I do feel like I'm always failing and I don't know if I could ever succeed? Well, hey, that's, honestly, that's okay. Because the good news is your mindset is malleable. It is like a muscle. It can be trained. It can be grown. It can be healed. I am living proof of this. Like 
I honestly probably had one of the worst mindsets of any entrepreneur I have ever met. So bad, like so negative, so glass half full. So uh, you just like, you just can't do it personality in so many senses. And I've so changed. I've healed it now. And I believe one of the best mindsets of any entrepreneur I know is within my mindset now, which is crazy to say. And I I say that very thankful to God's grace, by the way. So I digressed, talked a lot about mindset um, because I love it and it's important. Um, Anyway, back to my story. So I educated myself. I took the action, big actions. I took them a lot and I learned a lot throughout the the, uh, education and the learning, but also the implementing. And I healed my mindset. That's why, by the way, Implementing is such a big part of the business blueprint as well, because there's going to be so much you learn by yourself doing it that I could potentially never teach you. Because if you're not doing it, there's no context for what anybody teaches you. You have to be doing to actually glean the knowledge that you, that, or to even apply the knowledge that you're gleaning, right? So I educated myself. I took those actions. Um, and it started looking a lot different than the person that I used to be. It, it, it's like, you know, it wasn't the same person with the same knowledge. It was different. And I started realizing myself as like, oh, I'm putting different inputs in and I'm getting different outputs out, right? And sometimes we think to ourselves, well, if I just wait long enough with these same inputs that I've been doing, the same way I've been doing it, if I just wait it out long enough, I'll get there. No, that no, that's logically doesn't make sense. It's not going to change. You have to make the change. You have to find and implement a new way. So about a year and some change later, I'd done it. And again, a year and some change, honestly. It's not like this happened overnight to me, but I still remember the day this happened. I had just got off a consult call with a client and they had booked me for one of my top packages. And in my apartment office, I was sitting there and I called Kayla and I said, babe, I did it. I just booked my first six figures in photography bookings in a year. And it was nuts. It was like a nuts, nuts moment. I will be... I'll be real with you. Like that was one of my favorite moments of entrepreneurship for me to date. And full disclosure, like right now I make multiple six figures now and there was nothing still like booking those first 100K as a photographer. That was like a moment for me. And I think it is for a lot of other people too, because that first 100 is not easy. And it's a lot of commitment and hard work. And, and fr- quite frankly, if you, you, you're you learning so much and really destroying like the ignorance that you had, like so many things, um, again, even that mindset is like hard to break through, um, getting to that first 100. But it is so incredibly, incredibly fulfilling when you get there, right? Um, so it brings me to another part of it. You know, six figure photographers are committed and they are not going to let the hard work get in the way. You know, even though that first 100 is hard to get to, they 
they aren't looking at what everyone else is doing and, and just saying like, oh, well, I just want to like be middle of the line and do what everyone else is doing. Like, this is what I should be doing because everyone else is doing it too. Wait, what? Why? Why would you think that? Because I want to give you a dirty little secret. Most people aren't doing it right. <laughs> like by far. Okay, by far. So it's funny. I... um. I remember Narrative, a company that I've been an affiliate for, they did a census uh, and they looked up how many photographers, like basically what photographers make. And there were so many different things included in the census as well. And so I did a little digging this week and I was like, I just want to know, like how many photographers make 100K per year? Okay, so... Data in this, re- I, well, I'm reading this. Data in this report from a survey conducted June 27, 2022 through September 1, 2022. That's what it says in the narrative site about this survey. Um, and it says it generated thousands of responses from a broad range of photography genres. Respondents included photographers from 65 different countries. Okay. So the narrative gives you this like breakdown of like how much uh, from their survey photographers make. Uh, okay. So only. in the U.S. said that they make 100K or above. 19.8% in Canada say they make 100K or above. 28.2% in Australia say they make 100K or above. Only 7% in the U.K. say they make 100K or above. And those are like the top four countries that I think responded. So that means, we're doing the math, if you want to make six figures, you are likely going to be doing things that over 81% on average of photographers are not doing. <laughs> Just let that sink in, right? There is a lot of bad advice and bad ways, or not even bad advice, but like advice that does not apply to you. There is a lot of awful business behavior out there that should you should not be comparing yourself to or taking your cues from. You know the sayings. Uh, I hear them all the time, and I honestly can't stand them. You know, like everyone's bookings are slow right now, so it's fine that mine are too. Or everyone's prices are this way, so this is where I'm going to put mine. Or this is how everyone writes their emails. Or this is how everyone does their sales consult calls. Or everyone posts about three times a week on Instagram. Stop. Stop it. Seriously, stop. The everyone you are talking about, you got an 81% chance that they are wrong. Okay? And now I'm not saying, let me, hold up, hold up. I am not saying at all that you have to make six figures to be quote unquote right or be successful. But I was, you know, I was just, let me, before I go, but I was just talking to a girl recently this week who said, I don't need six figures. Like, I don't want a six-figure business. And I'm just going to say this. That is fine. That is truly fine. That is actually awesome that you know your goals and maybe you have other more important goals to you, okay? I'm just going to say, like, I don't want you to feel like you are less than if your goal isn't six figures. However, if speaking to those in the room that do want to build a six-figure business, you have got to start building from a six-figure business. This is going to sound so corny blueprint. Okay. 
because it is such a switch. It's it's like a noticeable switch that turns on to my students, like it switched in me. They just realize, oh, I'm playing a very different game than the majority of photographers are playing. 81% plus of them, <laughs> to be frank, are playing. And I got to do it different. I got to find a different way. I got to be laser focused on a six-figure blueprint, right? They get crazy. They get obsessed. They start thinking like a big business. That's a phrase I say in the program, big business energy. Um, Because as much as I'd love to tell you, oh yeah, this is doable. Like you can do it, like positivity, like whatever you do is fine. I also just want to be straight up and honest with you and be like, hey, the goal feels big for many of you because it is big. It's a big goal. And it's going to take a heck of a lot of big action to build that big goal. But you know what? The greater the investment, the greater the reward. The more you will get to that other side and be like, heck yeah, this actually happened. It was worth it. And I would do it all over again. And I experienced that, right? And in a way, I feel like Huh, I feel like this episode could go on forever, um, but you know, I want to tell you what the business blueprint is, okay? Because I've spent the past year <laughs> building a literal blueprint for taking your photography business to six figures. And if you're listening to this on October 8, 2020, wow, 2023, the program opens for enrollment today. And you know what? I want you to join it straight up. I'm not going to hide behind that. I want you to join this program. I really do because. If you want to get to that six-figure level, or for some of you, get even beyond that, I have the program that I fully believe, if you do the work, is the vehicle to get you there. Simple as that. So some of you might be like, okay, Nate, what's in it? What's in the business blueprint? Exactly what is it? Like, What's the bones of what this thing is? Great question. So let's break it down. So the main pillars of the business blueprint are three primary things. First, product, your product. What makes up your offer, your client experience, your pricing, your branding, all those things kind of encompass what I like to call the product, right? So that's like one of the that's one of the key pillars that we cover. Number 2, marketing. And marketing is the biggest section, okay? By by far. Many of you don't have your peeps. You don't have your people. Did I say peeps? Am I 2012? Okay. Many of you don't have your people and you think it's because your photos aren't perfect. And for many of you, it's not true. That is not true. It's just that no one knows about you. Seriously. Like we're, we're going to change that. All right. We need to build demand that gives you your power back as the business owner. So that is why the marketing section is the biggest section. And and quite frankly, the marketing aspect of it is such an ongoing process. It's not just like a one and done, right? It's it's really an ongoing, consistent process, but we also uh, build it in a way that you go through basically phases so that you build your business marketing sustainably and not just that you're hustling (laughs) forever, right? Third part, sales. So now that you've got an awesome product, you got all the people who need it from your marketing, it it can all be for nothing. Reality is, it can all be for nothing if you can't bring those two together, your product and the people, and create a booking, right? 
And that's why sales is so important. It's how do we actually get people to, when they reach out to you, how do we get them all the way through to saying yes, contract, invoice, booked? How do we do that? And you know, there's a lot of other content on business organization, productivity, self-image, finances, social media, et cetera. But I'm not going to talk about all that because I don't want you to get overwhelmed. There is a system to the business blueprint that is built in for you. And the system is going to be three-month-based program, okay? Syllabus-based. You will map out your three months basically on day one when you first get in the program. And so what that basically looks like is you will have video trainings. And so these trainings will be roughly around maybe 1.5 hours of comp- like uh, altogether video training per week total, right? And then on top of that, you will have you know a student workbook that you will walk through in certain video trainings and specific worksheets to go along with those trainings. Um, you will also have weekly assignments. So for example, do XYZ by next week. There won't be a lot of, oh, like, what do I do? Like, I got a lot of information, but like, what do I do with it? There's not a lot of, there's not a lot of guesswork in that regard in this program. It's it's very clean cut because I know for myself, if I don't have someone like hold my hand and say like, Nate, you need to do this, I struggle. And so it's very step-by-step of like, if you do nothing else, do this between now and next week to stay on track, right? And the whole point is like, if we can take all these actions, we are making it so unreasonable that you wouldn't reach your goal, okay? So then we have supplemental content because I want to take the most influential, hard-hitting, transformational books, podcast episodes, etc., that I've learned so much from. Like, for example, like Donald Miller's story brand. If you haven't read it, get ready to read it and love it in this program um, because I want to be putting all that content in your ears while, you know, maybe you're on a walk or maybe you're driving to a shoot or getting ready in the morning or maybe you're making dinner or you're at the gym or wherever you can fit that supplemental content in to, it sounds like crazy, but like indoctrinate your brain and your mindset to shift throughout throughout this program, not only in the video trainings that I can teach you, right? And so you will have access to all that content, uh, the video trainings, the supplemental content uh, uh, recommendations, the student workbook, the worksheets, everything for an entire year, actually, not just for those three months. Um, and that's because a lot of it will be about consistency. The three months is kind of, if you, th- if you can think of the three months as almost like a launch period, like let's get everything ready. That's kind of what it is, except you will also see results hopefully during that time as well, most likely. Um, Last and massively, massively important part is the group coaching and the Facebook community group. So side note, really quick, because a lot of people have asked me, there is a maximum amount of people that will be included in this program. There is a amount of seats that I will be opening for enrollment this time. And I have roughly 500 people applied full applications on a waiting list for the business blueprint, Um, but I will not, I can affirm to you, I will not be opening it to anywhere near that many people. So if slash when this sells out, which I do expect it to, I will not be opening up more spots. So just want to let you know that. 
Back to the community aspect. So ultimately, this community aspect will be comprised of two group coaching calls per month. And so this isn't just going to be um, like over 100 people on these calls, right? No, like I want to make sure these calls are manageable amounts of people so that you feel like you have a seat of the seat at the table, okay? And then the community aspect of these coaching calls, like the outside of just coaching calls, is going to be the Facebook community. And that's going to be massive. This is an opportunity for you to get in a room, in a group of people who are heading the same direction as you, who are figuring out and sharing new secrets for getting there quicker. And, you know, while so here's a here's like the, the sad part about entrepreneurship a lot of times when so many people are your life in your life, maybe doubting you or discouraging you, even some really close people to you, possibly. This is the community that is going to be here to encourage you and come alongside you on your journey. And Ivan, it's really interesting because I just came off of a week, which was basically a, it's called a mastermind retreat. It's for higher level six, seven figure entrepreneurs with uh, Caitlin James. I've had her on my podcast. She's the best. Um, And it was just so incredible to witness the impact firsthand, even in my own life, in my own world of having people who are, they have very similar goals to me in so many senses have them alongside of me, have them in rooms with me. Uh, Excuse me, let me flip that. Have me in rooms with them where I am able to just glean so much wisdom from them. I'm able to rub shoulders with them. I'm able to say, how did you do this? Oh, I'm going to try that. Uh, You know, they're even able to ask me and I'm able to say, oh, this is how I did this. And, And there's so much iron sharpening iron that happens in those spaces that is just so like... It's, it's something that I can't even describe because it is so relationship-based, but it's this massive, massive value. And so I don't want to minimize the community aspect of this. Like this community part of this program is huge, absolutely huge. And I want you to be, even when you're in it, I want to prime you so that when you get in it, you are ready to contribute and, and be a voice in that space so that you can get so much from that community. And you know what? I'll just say this. I cannot wait to have you as part of this program. I really can't. Like, I'm so excited. I am so ready to watch you make that transformation in your business if you feel like this is the right next step for you. And I know it's scary. It's scary to make a jump like this. I know that. And you wonder if if you can maybe, well, maybe I can just do it myself. I don't have to jump in like this to something so, you know, whatever. And maybe I can just do it by myself. But Here's the thing. I got to I got to hold you to this, okay? Here's the truth. You've been following that blueprint your way for so long. For I don't know how long, but how long have you been doing it? And how long do you want to do it? Maybe you haven't been following your own blueprint for that long and you just kind of got into it, but how long do you want to just like dilly-dally around more with not knowing how to do something or with getting the same like mediocre results you've been getting, right? Some of you can't afford another year of that. Metaphorically for some and quite literally for others, you can't afford that next November, you're going to be in the exact same spot as right now. So let's keep it real. You're, you're choosing something. You're choosing the old way or you're choosing the new way. You're, I'm, I want you to choose that new way. New ingredients, new inputs, new blueprint. So, whew, Big, long episode for you guys. I I hope this was helpful for you. And I am so excited to see so many of you in the business blueprint. It's going to be amazing. 
And thank you so much for listening, you guys. Take care. Have an amazing rest of your day. And I will catch you in the next episode.